The brown gravy's a lie. The brown gravy's a lie? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like real brown gravy. At Cracker Barrel? At Cracker Barrel, it's too thin. That's brown water. Ew, gross. Would you like sawmill gravy or brown water? <laughs> All right, I'll be right back with your drinks. Listen, gravy should be thick. Uh-huh. Kaka. If it's just thick. With one C? With one C. And a K? No. No, no Not K. even a K. Uh-huh. Just thick. Not thick. <laughs> Can you do that for me one more time? So, <laughs> it's either thick or it's thick. <laughs> or thick a cook <laughs> Well, actually, there's several levels of thick. There's thick, there's thick, there's thick, and thick a cook. <laughs> and thick a cook if you're extra thick. <laughs> like a malt. Uh huh. <laughs> like a milkshake. Like a milkshake. <laughs> it's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's in. It's in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's there. Listen to the sound of the sizzle. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, if you know anything about Charles Dickens, you know that he suffered horribly as a child, and the way he redeemed his life was by writing it out. Right? So, I mean, some people do that. Writing therapy. Writing is a form of therapy. You should give it a try sometime. Um, and if there was ever a happier time, it was in Victorian Great Britain. <laughs> You know what I mean? I feel like Victoria and Great Britain, every single day of the year was overcast and everybody was starving. And coughing. Right? Like... The, the tuberculosis. The, the... Yeah. Dickens's father was a terrible alcoholic who drank and spent all of his family's money, which forced him to go to jail and forced his family to work in workhouses. Charles Dickens started working when he was, like, less than 10. Oh, no. And he worked most of his young life to pay off his father's debts so that his family could live. So children with terrible lives is kind of his forte. Yeah. The great expectations. Mm-hmm. Charles, uh, 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 Char oh. listen to me, Charles Dickens. Um, Oliver, Oliver Twist. Twist. Yeah. That's right. Did you know that Oliver Twist, I'm sorry, this is so off topic, but did you know that Oliver Twist was not originally a book? It wasn't. No. What? It was a series of stories that were published. Right. That were then compiled into a novel. I think that's a good way to do it sometimes, like, though. Like, they were published in, like, London newspapers. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, or it's like... kind of like how Into the Wild or whatever Jack London book that was was published in a series of, like, Boy Scout magazines or, like, boys' magazines. Or uh, what Stephen King did with The Green Mile. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What publication was that? I forget. Highlights. It was not Highlights. <laughs> it was not Highlights no. magazine. Vogue? <laughs> Published the Green Mile in Highlights magazine next to the Goofus and Gallant comics. I only know two books, and that's Vogue and Highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael Caine. It's Alfred. I know. <laughs> Did you hear the one about Alfred? <laughs> A dangerous robot, I'm told. Oh He's got lasers for eyes and a microchip brain in his skin. It's terribly cold. <laughs> it's so incredible. You just, you you went from Michael Caine <laughs> to Alfred Pennyworth to the rumor weed. I'm a rumor weed. Yes, it's true. I'm a rumor weed. Ooh, ooh, ooh. A tiny little story is all I need to, to make, make a big mess. I'm, I'm a, a rumor weed. weed. 
We're gonna waste so much time. It's been 14 minutes. <sighs> I love that in Gonzo's character profile, it lists his nationality. It does? American. <laughs> <laughs> He's an American alien. We are the grapes of wrath. We we'll never, never take a bath. bath. <laughs> How do we keep coming back to Veggie Tales? Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'll stop. Gonzo, as Charles Dickens, will demonstrate his omnipotence, I think is the word. Impotence, yes. Not impotence. It's omnipotence. 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 Omniscience. Listen, I know we're really trying to do this, but I have to I have to tell one quick story okay. before we move on. All right. So when when I was younger, I was in I think I was still in middle school because I don't think I was quite into high school yet. They did at Greenfield Central High School, they did this like weird mystery dinner theater type thing. Oh no, you're about to tell stories on me. And it was like a murder mystery type thing. Oh no. And Carrie Ann got to host it, and she was the only character that knew everything that happened, so she held all the secrets. Her character's name was Ima Almanitiant. <laughs> That's Ima, I-M-A, Alma, A-L-M-A, Nitiant. And you know, I'm Almanitiant. Ted made that up. It wasn't part of the script. That's really fucking good for you, Ted. <laughs> Anyway, just had to get that out there. Going on, though. Oh, God. Let's play this game. Who is the Scrooge of the of the multi-billionaires? Who's the Scrooge? Oh, man. Would you say it's Bezos? Oh, man. Bob What's-His-Bucket that's in charge of coal. That's a pretty big one. Because he's the one that when all of the workers got, like, rebate checks, like, some of them were for 30 cents. John o Okay. Yeah, John Oliver covered this and apparently like one of the workers sent the check back to him and signed the memo line, eat shit, Bob. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's probably Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. I think, think I think he's the Scrooge. Yeah, that I could see that. Yeah. Fred's whole attitude is I believe Christmas has done me good and will do me good. You know, he's the complete opposite very of Scrooge. Gavin. Yes, he, yes. He's very Gavin. Gavin is the Fred of this story. Mm -hmm. Also, just for bonus material, Fred Trump was in the Klan. <laughs> okay? He was arrested for it in the late 20s. Literally got pulled off the street. He got pulled off Queens Boulevard in a garb, <laughs> in a robe. In the hood. In the hooded white robe. And he was the only one that didn't get charged. <laughs> You're so angry. Fuck the Trumps. <laughs> the Eisenhower administration almost put him in prison. Almost. For fraud. And you know, three years ago, uh -huh. some of our reporter asked Donald Trump, hey, heard your dad was in the Klan. Uh -huh. What was that like? Mm, I've never heard about that. <laughs> mm, that's, a, that's a lie. Oh my God. I'm denying it emphatically. <laughs> 
I need someone to get a hold of Donald Trump's one loose thread uh-huh. and just unravel him like Oogie Boogie. Right? So that all of his bugs. You know what, though? I think if you pulled Trump's thread and unraveled him, a bunch of Big Macs would fall out. I was going to say, is he just hamburger meat? Diet Coke for blood. He's evil capitalist hamburger meat. Anyway. Oh, God. Anyway, Fred Trump is in the clan. Anyway, what, what were we saying? Fred. Yeah. <laughs> This is where Gonzo reminds us that the Marleys were dead to begin with. Because that's like the first line of the story, right? Yeah, the, that is the very that is the opening line of A Christmas Carol is Marley was dead to begin with. And that's a hell of a first line. Yeah. That's like right up there with uh, the opening line of 1984, where it's like the clock is striking 13. 13! <laughs> You've never read 94, have you? Listen, we had to read 1984. Jenny Northhouse, not that you're listening, but if you are, (laughs) I want you to know I did not read that book. I never had an intention of reading that book because I know that book. Uh Uh-huh. I don't need... I read parts of it. You should have paid more attention. I couldn't do it. Especially with the current administration. You know, it's like the staple for dystopia. Mm -hmm. It's my least favorite dystopian novel. Okay, that's fair. Like, like it's kind of just like a how-to guide on dystopia. But at the same time, I just am not thrilled. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that dystopia is necessarily thrilling, but... Like, when we get to the brainwashing sequence and everything, like, I just couldn't go on. I was so bored. Like George Orwell. Come on. Did you like Animal Farm, though? Never had to read that. I loved Animal Farm. Rizzo's outside feeling a little creeped out. He's like, whoosh, scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? And Gonzo's just like, no, it's okay. This is culture. (laughs) I love that. That's going to be my... It's the best line. That's going to be my justification for exposing my things... For exposing my kids to things. Don't expose your things to kids. I misspoke. I miss. Don't expose your things to kids. I misspoke. I'm sorry. You're way too tickled. I'm very sorry. I'm having a good time. No, I am also having a good time. <laughs> Not jokes about exposing things to kids. No, but, no. no. <laughs> Just in general. Yes. Um, Rizzo's just like leaning over the chimney. Oh, that smells wonderful. <laughs> and then he falls in. To the cooking turkey. <laughs> he falls on top of the cooking turkey. He lands on top of it. And again, a rare shot of Muppet legs. Yes. He's like, oh, hot, hot, hot. Oh, ah. <laughs> I love how God- There's a rat on the turkey in the fire. Right? <laughs> no one's noticing. Yeah. Gonzo's like, I knew you weren't suited for literature. and i just want all of you to remember out there if you ever feel like you're not worth anything you have 60 million dollars worth of bone marrow inside of you right now that's right it's important to remember (laughs) (laughs) it's romanov i swear I got this from the palace. It's like it's real fur. It could be worth a fortune if it belonged, belonged to her. Why do we do this? I don't know. <laughs> Can I just say? What? This part in the stage version. Uh-huh. It's fried because, you know, the grave is obviously in the stage. 
Oh, is this the part where the stage literally flies open with the red light behind it? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. That's so cool! And he, like, falls into it, like... Oh, so horrifying. Yeah. Jesus. Imagine falling into your own grave! Ah! Okay. We're upsetting ourselves. We are. <laughs> you know what a lot of people don't know? What? Is you know who plays the ghost of Christmas Yet to Come? Do you know who's under there? No, I don't. Big Bird. Really? No, no, not really. My God. You faked me out. <laughs> How? How on earth did you take that seriously? I can't. Because the Muppets used to be part of Sesame Street. Yeah, but that was... That's what I, I guess I gotcha. Yeah, you sure did. I'm as, I'm as light as a feather. I, I'm as happy as a schoolboy. I'm merry as an angel or whatever. You, you know. know what my favorite Count Olaf line is? What is it? From the series of Unfortunate Events books. It's in the 11th book. The 11th, yes. In the Grim Grotto. Where he... Where he and Esme Squalor and Carmelita Spatz... Oh, God. Corner the Baudelaire's on the submarine. Mm -hmm. And... He finds them trying to decode messages, because that's what they spend half of the series doing. And he goes, ha ha, I'm happier than a pig-eating bacon. What? Yeah, like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I know. I hate him. Anyway. He's going out into London, and he's coming across all of these people, shaking their hands and wishing them a Merry Christmas. And everybody's looking around like, something is very wrong. <laughs> Something's up with Scrooge. <laughs> Something bad. It's happening in Oz. 